there is a ghost here, a lonely, heartbroken spirit, the ghost of everything that could have been and never was. Jennifer Donnelly, The Tea Rose. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Not Quite Cold. I'm your host, Laura Kreiser. If you listened to my last episode, Touched by a Ghost, then you know that I talked about a pretty infamous cemetery in Nebraska. I would like to point out that the owners have contacted me multiple times and this place is very much a private property. I think I had mentioned that several times in the last episode, but I just want to make that perfectly clear for anyone listening, thinking about going out there. You have to have permission. It is not somewhere that you can just go to and start doing an investigation. The investigation that I went to was back in 2006. So we're talking about 15 plus years. I was able to get some more information from the current person that lives there. And they stated that uh, when they were younger and they had to mow around the tree line of the cemetery, um, they always got like really bad feelings and honestly did not like doing it at all. And currently they will see a lot of orbs, which I'll have to do another episode on orbs specifically, but honestly on video cameras and, and pictures and that kind of thing, I really don't like orbs. Uh, but you know, if you're seeing them in real time and you know that it is not due to dust particles or bugs or whatever, it can be a very interesting thing. The current person that lives there stated that they tend to see mist floating in the air and, um, like I said, the orbs. And they also will have their phone move from one side of the table to the other. And that happens pretty frequently, it sounds like. Other than that, the spirits that are around there don't really tend to mess with the the current people too much. But I, I thought I would share that with you all because I found it to be kind of interesting that these spirits would go from, you know, the cemetery to go check up on others who live there. So for tonight's episode, I'm going to tell you a story about some people that I just recently got to know. They have asked to remain anonymous. So out of respect for them, I will be 
calling them Sue and Sam. Sue and Sam moved into this place, this house, back in 2014. And Sue always kind of had things that happened to her and around her that could be paranormal. And they know that they already had a spirit that would follow them. Um, Actually, uh, one particular spirit, which she likes to call the big black nasty, but we'll get back into that a little bit deeper here. Shortly after they moved in, Sam heard a woman screaming at the top of her lungs. And knowing that Sue was in a different room, he came out and said, well, what was that all about? And she's like, what? That wasn't me. And he's like, I heard a woman screaming. And she's like, I didn't hear it. It wasn't me. Now, I have lived and been in quite a few haunted locations. There isn't too many places that I can honestly say that I've been to that terrified me as much as what she was describing to me over the phone. And I can't imagine living with something like that. But shortly after that incident, Sue began waking up or appearing to wake up in the middle of the night. One of these times, she was staring at Sam. The look on her face freaked him out so much. So clearly whatever is living with them in this house has decided to almost use her um, body it sounds like in the form of sleepwalking. Things happen to them, you know, pretty much on the daily. In 2018, they went to a museum of shadows and they did what they call a sit-in. And what a sit-in is, you can pay to pick one of the rooms of the museum and sit in the dark in that room. It's kind of a mini ghost hunting, basically. Uh, Sue decided to pick the occult room. The one thing I have learned just in the short while that I've talked with Sue is that she's pretty tough. She uh, doesn't take too much crap and would totally be okay egging something on, which is exactly what she did. When the sit-in was done, she and Sam knew that something followed them home. This something 
began to materialize and show itself to her. She said that it just had no face, that it was a bot, and that it had a very overpowering male energy to it. He had long blonde hair, wearing a blue flannel hoodie with jeans and work boots. Kind of something that would be worn as if you were going to a construction job. She said that the energy this spirit gave off was pretty nasty and would typically show itself during the day instead of in the evening. You know, that's one thing that I think some people, especially when they watch ghost shows on TV, is that they assume that everything happens at night. And that's that's not exactly true. Ghosts have no time. They will do things whenever. Another thing that she tends to see a lot of are shadow people. And uh, there is one shadow entity that she calls the Big Black Nasty. Now, the reason behind calling it that, it almost protects her in a way, and she feels pretty protected by it. On the flip side, if she does something that it doesn't really approve of or like, it will let her know for sure. The other night, apparently, she she was sitting in her living room and watched as the internet modem went flying through the air. And um, I would attempt to envision a golden light around her, protecting her even more from these entities and everything. And she said that anytime we talked, she would always end up with a bunch of bruises. Or actually, I have a picture on my Facebook page from her where something bit her on her leg. There was another night where she um, she makes her own holistic dog food for her dog, and she was making it, and she put it on a plate, and it was sitting on the counter, and all of a sudden, she heard it, it break, and... It completely cracked and broke in half. It was a clean break. There were no splinters, no nothing. It it just, things like that would always be very shocking to her. Her and Sam were also in another room. And all of a sudden, they heard the smashings of glass. When they went, when she went into the room that she heard this in, she saw that there was a glass flower vase that had been smashed. Now, her place is completely carpeted. So, for you to hear something fall and smash, it would really have to be thrown very forcefully where they were picking the glass pieces up and out of 
on the carpet, it had to have been thrown like across the room kind of thing. She has used a spirit box app on her phone to attempt to try to communicate with the spirits that are there. And she asked multiple times, why are you here and what do you want? And she always got a male voice back. The only problem was it sounded like it was in a different language or perhaps that it was somebody speaking backwards almost. Sue did attempt to email the museum to ask if she could bring back this entity and they must not have believed her because they never responded back to her. She said that in just like the last year or so, her health really has been deteriorating. She's not very old, but since moving into this house, like just things have gone so wrong for her. I did ask her if she has uh, done any sort ha- any sort of uh, testing to make sure it's not mold or any other toxic substance in the air. And she said that she did all of that and there's nothing, nothing going on. She does protection burnings every night and nothing seems to help. In fact, it sounds like things kind of get a little worse because she's trying to fight back. Uh, She said that most of the stuff that happens does affect her. You know, I did ask her a question that I think most people would want to know is, why don't you move out? And the reality of it is finances and she doesn't really want someone else to move in there and have to deal with everything that she's dealing with. Uh, She did talk with people who apparently lived there beforehand, and oddly enough, they never had anything happen to them. Now, whether that's true or not, maybe the other family refused to talk about it. I don't know, but if, if you're having things happen in your house, you're not crazy probably need to say something to the new owners if you're moving. Here lately, she has been seeing a lot more shadows. And even when she has the lights on, she still sees all these shadows moving all over the place. She has yelled at these entities to stop and to leave. And Nothing has worked. Um, I did ask her when she typically has the most hauntings. And she said that it is almost always at 2.26 a.m. She said that she has tried to do research on the house. And she can't find any history whatsoever. The only history she has found was that it was built in 1920s. 
she said that she also once was using a copper cauldron to burn a charcoal disc in it. And um, instead of a typical flame, that kind of thing, a massive fireball blew up at her face. She said she was very frightened and she was scared that her hair was going to catch on fire. Luckily, it didn't. Um, however, it did blow the feet off the bottom of this cauldron. And usually the fire burns out relatively fast. And this continued to burn for 45 minutes. It was kind of about this time that when her and I, we were talking on the phone, that I began to feel uneasy and pretty amped up and I could tell that she was feeling it too. So we did go ahead and cut the interview pretty short, but I will keep you all updated on the different things that happen with her and to her. If you have any tips or ideas for her regarding how to protect her and her family, uh, I think that she would greatly appreciate those. I know that she has made protection bags for um, her mother who currently lives with her and Sam. And I think that the protection bags so far really have worked on Sam and her mom. However, that has increased more physical abuse to Sue. Uh, I have suggested doing a lot more smudging, which I know she does quite a bit already. So apart from that, she she does know the purifications of salt. And she is pretty scared of using anything like that at the moment because she doesn't want to trap whatever is there inside. I wouldn't want to trap whatever's there as well. I have also asked her if she would consider having a clergy person come out and bless the place. And she really would rather not. She said that she doesn't even allow her friends to come inside anymore due to the fact that she had a friend that came once and got up onto the porch and had something happen to her. Um, now that friend will just pull up on the street and wait in her car until Sue comes out to her. Overall, I cannot imagine having to deal with this on a daily basis. Um, something like this really would take a toll on your mental along with your physical body. And I really hope that she eventually will find some sort of peace and that this spirit that is causing the most harm to her and her family uh, moves away. But... Until that time, she is attempting to do whatever she can. And I suppose with that, 
that is the show for the evening. I wish you all light and love. And be careful out there. Spirits are not something that you want to mess with. I know that there are people out there that like to poke and prod at uh, spirits on investigations. However, you have to remember that regardless of if they're evil or not, they, in my, my views, they used to be human. So I wouldn't walk into someone's house and start picking and prodding and egging a person I I ask that you have respect for the things we cannot see and remember to keep a light on or at least keep a blanket close and perhaps don't listen after dark. Until next time, thank you. And if you would like to get a hold of me, you can message me on the Facebook page, Not Quite Cold. Or if you're not a fan of Facebook, I do have an email address that you can email me at, and that's Not Quite Cold podcast at gmail.com once again that's not quite cold podcast at gmail.com